it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Firecrackers bursting, fireworks going off tonight. You and I are standing here watching the lights. Surrounded by people gazing at the night sky. Alright. There's friends and family and people you don't know. They're all lined up to see the big show. All that matters is what's up in the sky. How much time did I miss? Oh, no, you're just right with it. These breaks are shorter than my cock. Oh, dude, it is. (laughs) They're about to get shorter, I think. We don't have a lot going. We got breaking news. I had to go to the uh, little wizards down the hallway, (laughs) which to the audience, they must think it's, you know, across 270. Uh, But uh, went uh, down there, and I ran into Joey. Uh, Ah, uh-huh. And I don't know if he sent an email while I was in the little wizards, but he said the video's up. Oh. So I guess, Jackson, it's link season. You can uh, post this how. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I, 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 once I get the email, I'll download it. It'll take some time to download, but then once I do oh, that. Oh, so you don't have an email? I do not currently have an email. I don't believe. You said it's up. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like when Iggy edited all of his interviews and said they're in a folder, but like, where? Put it in the weirdest folder I've ever seen. I just email him real quickly. Because yeah, I just, I, I, this was not even a minute ago. I just saw him. And he goes, man, that thing took eight hours to ex- <laughs> export. Yeah, it's brutal. And I go, is it up now? And he goes, yeah, just uh, just posted. Holy crap. I bet uh, you- Mr. Smith says there's no sound on the YouTube feed. Is that accurate? Uh, Ox is probably off. Is that right? No, Ox is on. I mean, it was a a do or it was a uh, acoustic session. So well, let me go to the YouTube chat and see if that's a popular. Mr. Smith is probably muted. Hey Tim, even room. though the link is about to be put up, I would still like to bet you five hundred dollars <laughs> that it won't be up today. That's from Craig O'Neill. Yeah, unless I don't just want to hand Tim a bunch of cash. I didn't know that that was out there. Uh, you're welcome to get involved on the show. Three one four eight eight one TMA five Engineer Design Facilities. Text inbox, you're welcome to call in. Steve Schmidt Kiev, North County phone line, 636-9004-TMA. And you are welcome to email in for our design air, heating and cooling email today. Guys, I have sound on YouTube. That's from a new poll eligible. Yeah. I just checked TMASTL. There's no video. Right, well. When will it be ready? That's from Herb's Hall. When he's saying up, it means up for me to download and put onto YouTube. So that's part of the process. Oh, so is that going to take time? Yeah. Oh, no. How long? No, not like. Here it is. 
You got it? Uh, the video! Got, the I video! Got, I just got a new email, but no. The video! It wasn't the video. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, it takes, yeah, I got to upload it to YouTube. Like, Joey doesn't like just, like, once it's exported, just to get exported across the world, I have to upload it and create a thumbnail, the whole nine. But, yeah, it doesn't mean, I mean, it's, what, 8.23 a.m., you know, a lot of time left in the day. Plowsy is genuinely pissed now. Maybe don't read texts from basement sads whose daily goal is to trigger him so their sexy's existence has meaning. So they're sexy. Oh, sexless, I apologize. <laughs> you, uh, the Concord Cock, you wrote that properly. I misread it. Their sexless existence now, has look, meaning. That's from the Concord Cock. Sometimes they get a little too personal. I think Iggy would attack. I think a lot of people would attack. They, they, there is a line to be drawn. I think... Like, I, I love the subtle, like I said, the Sinbad stuff, the subtle shots of, like, Ox being off when it should be on. Like, the, it, it's fun to, you know, have a little humor when it comes to us being idiots. But uh, up to a point, yeah, it kind of gets annoying. I, I, I assure you, if you want to keep doing it, I don't care. You'll probably get the same, you know, ridiculous reaction, but I'm not telling people what to say or what not to say. Uh, I will second that bet. No way that video is up today, especially with this clown show production staff. That's from Harrison's brother, Master, who I know is on Jackson's Mount Rushmore, and I don't need to ask on that one. Harrison's brother, Master, I'll wager you. Yeah. No, he won't. He won't put any money on it. That's not his style. Um, if you want to do, you know, small, t- you make the you make the call on the wager, and I'll right. give you three to one. If anybody is interested in it, and uh, and I will Venmo my Venmo. Is uh, public knowledge? What is my at Tim Dash McKernan? Pretty basic. I've had to. I've, basic, I've visited that yeah, Venmo have. page once or I'm twice. I'm gonna have to Venmo you twenty bucks though when the Cardinals open up camp and they don't have a new offensive guy. I can't believe it. I don't know what the hell. Hey, there's still time, but if they don't do it in the next two weeks, it's gonna be unlikely that that's gonna happen. Where is the damn video? Lord have mercy. That's from Mister Six Three Zero One One. I, I actually, I'm going to be a little more patient because I understand people don't necessarily deal with video editing and video uploading, but it's not, anytime you're dealing with something longer than two minutes, it's going to take a while to upload and download in the whole nine. But like I said, I, I know people don't always deal with video, and we're going to get the video to you. I mean, if you wait this long, you wait a couple more hours. Stop being so sensitive. You're definitely lazy. Take it like a man. That's from Harrison's brother, Master. Take it like a man. <laughs> you can act like a man. Uh, so to be clear, for the purpose of the bet, the bet is 11.59 p.m. tonight. That's from Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff. Did we bet? I don't think I've bet anybody yet. If I bet and I lose, I want to make sure I pay. Right. That's important. And, of course, that's... But I, is, is, to my knowledge, I have not booked a bet yet. Not, not but I'm that willing point. to bet. The only one that showed $500 interest. of my own money in wager. The only one that showed interest, I think, was Licks. Licks did, and then he brought up something about a needlepoint belt, and that's the last time. <laughs> I hate needlepoint belts. Those were popular back in the day, back when oh, I was. Oh, they're still popular. They're still popular in about a three-square-mile mi- area in St. Louis. Yeah. Saturdays in the SEC, you'll see plenty of them. We'll do in Huntley. Ugh. <laughs> it is a thing. Oh, Mr. Licks is on now. Uh, yeah, Mr. Licks, what's going on? <laughs> the exhale is so telling. What <laughs> <laughs> line, KG? Line two. Uh, just hit one of them. Cares. <laughs> Just fire away. Yes, Mr. Licks. Raby, you're pathetic. Raby's not even here, Mr. Licks. He just sent me an audio postcard, by the way. Oh, nice. He's listening. Uh, I, I feel like Raby's the type of guy who shows up to the course in Adidas shoes, Adidas pants, Adidas shirt, Adidas hat, and you know, thinking he looks real cool. 
Um, yeah, just go ahead and stop with the PGA cosplay, okay? Not Cos- cool. Cosplay. He's in a. He's a. He dresses nicely on the course. Usually with a sweater vest on for some reason. Yeah, he does go with a sweater vest, doesn't he? Yeah. You're right. If you're a 20 you. handicap that three putts, you shouldn't be matching all of your apparel, okay? <laughs> it's stupid. Well, I've always said if you can't play, at least look like you can. That's why I dress nicely right. on the course. You, you've always said that. <laughs> um, well, I have. That's not to you. I have seven needlepoint belts. Oh, God. I would assume that's the case. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it tracks, but... I have no shame. I don't care if you don't like it. No, I'm, 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 the, you would match the demographic of the needlepoint belt community. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have that kind of wealth, Mr. Licks. No, you just got to have a mom well, that knows how to sew. My mm. mom used to make my belts. Well, you're, like, you're not going to see needlepoint belts in a, a number of St. Louis areas. Uh, Most, I would say. Yeah, you're going to yeah. see them in the corridor where Licks lives. The Licks Corridor. Anything else? <laughs> uh, who's the guy whose text name is just another sentence? Huh? Uh, I'm not sure what you, you know, mean by that. He, it's just his text name is just another sentence at the end of his text. He's very funny. Is that secretly Brian Henson? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it is not secretly. I Brian know you're talking Henshin. about it's not Brian Henson. It's not Brian Henson. Okay, I like that guy's text. Um, don't like, you don't like okay. Brian Henson's texts? No, I do. Okay. I do. I do. Uh, sorry for the confusion. Hey, ra- okay, there's a guessing game. It won't be long. Rounds of 62 or better on the PGA Tour since 1983. Okay? Number of rounds, 62 or better since 83. Who has the most? Jim Furyk? He's number four. Tiger? He's number three. Kind of working my way down here. Um, I, 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 with you, I just always assume it goes somehow back to live golf. So I'm thinking through the live golf roster. That's <laughs> that's where I am on this question. I don't know. If it wasn't Furyk, I, then I'm kind of lost. I'll just say Dustin Johnson. Just, just 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 to fire a just to fire something at the pot. I'll say Dustin Johnson. I'm not a big Aces guy. He's not on the list. <laughs> the fact that you know what the team That's names so are. Good. <laughs> like Smash was each it Smash team, Golf? Each team has its own Instagram account, and it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to throw a shot in the dark here because this guy used to make birdies in bunches. Uh, I'm going to say John Houston. <laughs> no. <laughs> John, no. Lee Jansen. Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> Get the John Houston shirts ready <laughs> along with the Sinbad shirts. Yep. Well, Greg well. Norman. <laughs> Herb's Hog just texted that in, and that would make sense. I was thinking of current players. Greg yeah, Norman. 83. Yeah. yeah, and then the 83 thing is so, it's got it's to be Greg Norman. Uh, it's so obvious the fact that you guys don't know. Oh, nice. So it's not Greg Norman? No, he's not on the list either. Wow. Mickelson? Oh, Mickelson. Nope. Not on the list. I, I don't know, Mr. Lex. We got, we got, <laughs> what we, what, what, go we ahead. Three hours. Come on. You could have asked for it right away. Okay, it's Kevin Nah, bitches. <laughs> oh, it really is that. Kevin Nah? 11 rounds of 62 or better. Jeez. 
Don't you? Number two is I, I understand Thomas. your live golf thing, and I and I totally get it. And you know, the, the, the people I know who play, I would love for them to get there because then they'd be making a ridiculous amount of money. But is it? Wouldn't you acknowledge that Kevin Na is a bit of a tryhard? No. Really? Wow! You love this guy. He's a great guy. He's a great family man. I love him. I'm not saying he's a poor father <laughs> or husband. I'm just saying his act is a bit, you know. I'm surprised we differ uh, on that one. But maybe deep down, you know, I, I'm right. You don't want to pivot off your not commitment. Yeah, the one I know, you're deep down. The one I, the one deep down, I know you're right on is Bryson. But I love Bryson. Yeah, I think so. I, I've, but I'm hesitant to criticize him because I think there's something that he can't control going on there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Who's number two? Yeah, Who's so, number two? <laughs> kind of like okay, but here's the thing with Bryson. He posts so much content on YouTube, and by the way, he puts up 30 minute videos like on a weekly basis. Okay, so it can't be that hard. And he gives like golf tips, putting tips. He lets you in on everything. He he gives a lot to the fans. So you got to give him credit for that. I don't know if I think I don't know that we needed someone to defend to Bryson DeChambeau on the show, but. God, it's um, so weird. I've forgotten about him. Completely. You know? With the tour now and how like, I just think it's just as good now, even without the live guys. Like I don't miss watching P. Reed. Oh, I, I would no, I I like having villains. I guess. Or some people like him. Some people like having those guys. And I'm, by that I mean cheering for him. Right. I so DJ. I wish they were there. Yeah. DJ and Brooks, I'd say I'd like to see, but outside of that, like I don't really miss any of the guys who have left the tour. Well, uh, well. I am I'm super pumped for the Netflix golf. Series. Yeah, February fifteenth. Good, and everyone online, I see people commenting like, "I hope they focus on the golf," but I'd hope they focus on the drama. Like, who says they reality see the show? Golf, honestly. Like, I mean, I don't know. What are these like comments or something? The drama. Maybe they're one on one people. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I don't know. Not a lot of uh, golf interest there. I assure you. Two, uh, two, two uh, last things. Um, I one observation I made was Barstool. I'm not. A, I don't like Barstool that much, but. They post, like, hour-long videos of just, like, clips in the office, and it's always, like, some big drama thing. And for whatever reason, I'd watch one of them, and it's so dumb. And then I realized, like, when this show talks about, like, you know, the textures hating on Plowsy and stuff, like, all that drama, I feel like I'm just partaking in the same thing. It makes me kind of, like, look in the mirror, you know? That's a good moment of self-awareness. I'd love to do more of that stuff. Like, I've wanted to do that stuff. When we were going to buy KFNS, whenever that was, 2020, I guess, great time to be buying, uh, that that was one of the plans. Had a guy who was actually hired, Mr. Licks, to be 100% social media because I felt like it was such an obvious opportunity, which is why KG and O-Town, which is why I've been pushing for him, because I think it's an opportunity to do more of that kind of thing. So... Uh, you know, for whatever reason, people are interested. But when I used to watch the Stern show on E! Entertainment Television, some of the best stuff was the behind-the-scenes stuff. You know? Well, you were a market leader, Tim. That's why you're the only one on the dais with a show on HD1. Yeah. Well, Jackson's Jackson's on, yeah, on well, the show. HD1's overrated, to be honest. <laughs> HD2 is the way. Okay. The foam runners, I mean, they were cool a few years ago. <laughs> great, but HD1 great, great reference. Yep. The the last thing, the last very last thing I'll say, and I'm still finishing my investigative piece on this prize giveaway. Oh, this is a sore spot with Jackson. Year. I do want the all of it. This will dinner. be. This will <laughs> be brief. Don't worry, baby. I'm going um, tomorrow. Um, Anna Marie's birthday. Happy but birthday, Anna Marie. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Thank, thank you, Mr. Links. 
Um, I could one person, just one single listener, who has won a prize on the app giveaways, call in and let us know PP Corp. that you won. Yeah, literally one from PP Corp was sitting in the exact. He chair was I'm sitting, sitting in here two months Mex- ago with a with a luchador mask. Yeah, a great picture by the way. <laughs> Was that an app giveaway? That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Would one more listener <laughs> call in? Nice. Uh, you just got dunked on, and now you're trying to, you know, knock a three down the other end. There were tickets to concerts, the golf expo. Uh, what happened with the concert God. thing? Did you go on the concert with the winner on that? Uh, I went. The listener didn't want to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> I count that as a victory. Mr. Licks, does that count? That is absolutely not count. No, <laughs> no, it shouldn't count as a not giving it away because we contacted him and said, uh, "Here's your tickets." He said, "I can't go," so I went. So all, all, <laughs> all these prizes, and we've heard from one single listener. I, that was just a. What do you mean, dude? Like, what are you talking about? People get the oh, prizes. Jackson Standers. I went. A rare moment where Jackson Standers. I the email. There was winners of the the listener of the year stuff and uh, email the day where I've went to the game and saw people who won the tickets. So yeah. Like, no, I'm only. Ta- I only care about the app. I only care about the app. <laughs> so if it doesn't fit your narrative, you don't care about it. Yes. Okay. Welcome to the <laughs> self awareness. A real self awareness. I like Mr. Lick. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Jackson guessed Jim Furyk. He said he was fourth. How many rounds of sixty-two or better has he had since eighty-three? Hey, who are you talking about, John Houston again? Jim Furyk. <laughs> you said he was fourth. Eight. Eight? Yeah. Right. Since nineteen eighty-three, John Houston has twelve. I just went through his scorecards. Who? Oh. The one, uh, well, you, the okay, one you uh, poo-pooed on, he's got more than Furyk, and he said Furyk is fourth. Wait, 62 or better? Yeah. Are you counting? It has to be on the PGA Tour. It can't be like, you know, club championship. Uh, he's only got one on the Champions Tour, so that doesn't, I'd take that one away if you'd like. Um, okay, I'll get this info to Kevin Knack because he posted it on his own Instagram. God. That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. It's like when you talked about the tell on new money is when the people write Ledoux, Missouri, as opposed to St. Louis, Missouri with the zip code. Kevin Nye would write Ledoux, Missouri. You know what I mean? You know it, too, and I know you know it. Uh, By the way, Scott Sprinkle Ballsack just texted this in. Hey, Licks, I'm taking my wife to Adam Sandler tonight thanks to the app giveaway. Some Scott Sprinkle Ballsack. I didn't know he won a contest. Oh, what do you say now, Licks? I want to hear from one more listener. <laughs> All right, Scott Piercy, Ryan Palmer, Zach Johnson, and Hunter Mann. That's the full list. I'll be at Hidden Valley on Sunday, ripping it, sending it. See you guys. There he is, uh, Mr. Very, nice. very old money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Hunter Mayhem shot 62. Yeah, now I might have to question. Yeah, now I'm a little off. If I'm not mistaken, I think Hunter Mayhem shot 62 his final round to tie Jay Williamson to win in a playoff. No, no, no. I think so. He used to have a big beard, right? The Hunter Mayhan? I don't think so. Jesus, get this moron off the air. Hey, Licks, when you hang up the phone, take two shots of bleach for me. Thanks. That's from the second generation Little Beer Cats. Get this UPS driver off the air. That's from Coxie. I feel bad for the winner of the sandals contest when they realized their trip had to be taken by January 31st, 2023. Those are the official game rules. That's from the 314. I didn't know when I listened to the promo, they can pick any sandals location. Oh, yeah. yeah, how about that? And all that's, you have to do is enter the keyword passport on that's a You have until Sunday to do that. Rise, too. man. 
what is it? Three day, four night, four night, three day. I forgot what it was. And then Jesse That's will awesome. pick a winner, winner randomly. And like these people that are complaining, like same four people, I got no shot at winning. Uh, Todd Reesing says that was a great call. Yeah. Meanwhile, Danny Tanner says Licks is so bad, it's truly awful. He <laughs> thinks he's part of the show. That's from Danny Tanner. He's a polarizing character. Maybe the most polarizing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I'd rather be a Is he the one. most polarizing since Timberfake? Oh, I don't know. He might be. No, that Timberfake certainly had way more intense hatred and not a lot of love, but he did have love. Mr. Licks has less intensity, but more love. Yeah. He also has hate. Right. Those are my official observations on Timberfake and Mr. Licks, but maybe I'm missing somebody in in, in between. Spready? I think he was pretty universally loved. Yeah, that was... I, th- I didn't find that as amusing as others. <laughs> nobody's the first one, nobody's, <laughs> nobody who calls in is universally loved. They're all hated at some point. You could be a great call. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about like percentage-wise. There are like 30 to 40% of people who love Mr. Lix's calls. But Timberfake had like 80% hatred. See what I'm saying? Oh, and doubt. it was intense hatred. Whereas the people who hate Mr. Lix are just like, this guy is annoying. But that Timberfake thing. Yeah, you could tell at the, at the boxing match when they introduced him. I mean, it was 90% of the crowd just booed the hell out of him. The energy in the building at South Broadway Athletic Best Club that night in February, which was February of 16 or 17, I think 17, yep. mm-hmm. um, oh. was truly unreal. Couldn't believe it. Because remember, he emailed Seymour his walk-up music, but then remember that night he wanted to change it, and Seymour like, I, I don't have like. Did he want a remix of the song? He wanted like a remix of it, and so refused to come out. Yeah, he was not going to come out. That was a whole thing. <laughs> so Plowboy and I are like just standing in buying the... <laughs> time in the in the squared circle, the and I don't know five. how many people were there, but it was packed. I mean, there wasn't any room. My parents were there. That was insane. And pack. the energy in that thing. Yeah, it, it was that was something else. And then you got interviewed by Cucky. Remember oh, on the way home on the changing station. <laughs> the changing station. I was obviously at the event, but oh, so Cucky you were missing the changing station. <laughs> but Cucky interviewed Tim. What time was it on? Eleven to midnight. And it was canceled, wasn't it? <laughs> Not talking yeah, sports. Yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to talk sports, and wow, it was it was definitely subtle shots at management. The entire pepper. Oh, was it really? Oh yeah. Wasn't yeah. the first episode Deke Dodem eating a banana pole? <laughs> Over a I'd phone. That <laughs> There's that no video like, element. It yeah. just <laughs> let's resurrect that and Pepper and Genie. I knew he was in trouble when I was outside. And he was walking into the venue, sunglasses, an entourage, and I think he had like a Jameson, Jameson's, straight up. He was drinking on his way in. He yeah. said, into he, the he, ring. Said he no, walking inside. Yeah, his that. entourage was legit. Yeah, but Ryan Kellis is better. Mm. Yeah, somehow. Hold on a second. I just got this from Jesse Kiowski. Ahead of uh, marketing and events for TMA, tell Licks to suck it. Here's the email that went out to the Adam Sandler app winners. Congrats, you won a pair of tickets to see Adam Sandler on Friday, February 10th at Enterprise Center through the TMA mobile app. The tickets are digital, so you will need to download the Ticketmaster app if you don't already have it. Please respond to this email and let me know if your Ticketmaster account is in fact set up with this email address or if I should send the tickets to a different Ticketmaster event. There you go. It's, it's, yeah. that, that's this. He's just gonna get dunked on and then keep saying, "Well, I want to hear one more listener." Yeah, stuff. don't don't ever throw shade on Jesse. You'll lose that. Yeah, bet. her sticky notes on her computer, like of every day. I think she needs to do that day. She's very organized and she does everything that. Neil Allen Craig Paquette says the boxing match of which you speak was one of the funnest events I've ever had the pleasure of yeah. attending. 
Yeah, that thing was that truly was legit. Because we were, didn't and we, we raised like twenty five thousand dollars for charity. Yeah, I remember giving the check. That's why we were waiting for Timberfake. We were like giving the big checks yeah. to uh, the organizations, and we're just like, okay, it's gonna start this year. Or yeah, we were giving big checks, and he was trying to cash one. Yeah, that was that's a funny thing that he was at DB trying to cash Jackson his oversized check. <laughs> Guys, can you do something like Sternthology? It would be awesome to hear the show after the timber fight, fight, after the timber fake fight today. Can KG get this sponsor? Thanks. That's from Scooter. Uh, KG in O Town in the Horton Watkins Studios. What are your thoughts? Uh, no, I'm just going to give him Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also timber fake still works at the kiosk. I was at the mall. You were at South County Mall. Look, I make a lot of returns at the South County Mall. I'm not saying it's a hot spot for me, but I will hit up that Annie Ann's, which is now made to order. So you're waiting 10 extra minutes. Well worth it, though. Let me tell you something about South County. I was there this summer. Put that off. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think girls wear clothes anymore. Yeah, it's, it's very I've never risque. seen so many half asses hanging out of pants and side boobs coming out of shirts in my life. Yeah. No, I'm with you. But it's packed every time I'm there. And I see him. The kiosk changes in terms of location, but it's the same <laughs> no, kiosk. I'm not going to make fun of somebody's job. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that's where you can find them. Well, Some, we talk about marrying ketchup all the yeah, time. Yeah, and also, well, like, Timberfake bashes, like, the listeners all man. the time. <laughs> What's Timberfake? I still. Yeah, Timberfake. I saw like him once at Molly's and Yeah, he's got the mentality of a six-year-old. So. He does. Uh, hot take. Timberfake is on my Mount Rushmore of callers on TMA. His self-awareness was near the floor, but he yeah. liked to drink sexy coffee, sip beers, and get booty. That's from Deke Dotum. A Deke Dotum endorsement That's of Timberfake. And let me tell you, unclip that off. There's a Doug, there's a Plowsy, there's a Larry Nickel, Mike Lee, Jay Jr., R.I.P., got Iggy, Projo, Tim, and there is Timberfake. So love him or hate him, he has enough material that, you know, he, he's made his way to, like, clip that off just, like, the, the focal point. And somehow, Joe... I get tattoos of Carlos Martinez on my mama. Like, I, I, mean, I don't even know what any <laughs> That's of a good that job. means. And somehow, Proud Joe lost to that twink. Boy, that is a... <laughs> I wasn't there for that one. I didn't work. You always have that as the ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you lost to him, but... I'm just I'm so shocked that Prod Joe got in the squared circle in the first place. I, I've only well, known so him. that that tells you a lot about Prod Joe and his true hatred of people. Yeah, right. He's willing to fight fight them. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. I just, I just I've known Joe now for a couple of years, and I just don't like. I I think he's like grown out of that to an extent. I don't no, know. I don't think no, so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think he still has. I mean, he ten years ago, he used to say. Because he's he's with the, I believe he's with the same girl. We're never going to get married. And then the cat, you know, will always kind of more more family values esque takes. Be like, oh, you'll get married, you'll get married. And here he is, still the same girl, not married, never have kids. Oh, you'll wind up having kids. There he is, never having kids. And has and has zero interest in it. I tip my cap. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got this thing. I think it's kind of outdated now. But like ten, twenty years ago in St. Louis. You didn't have kids. What the hell's wrong? You know, and uh, and uh, if women don't get married by thirty, these outdated, you know, crap, where somehow people would feel they have the right to tell you about what you should be doing with your personal life. But, right. Hey, I tip my cap to producer Joe on that, but he uh, he holds a grudge like nobody's business, and he actually holds the grudge, which I guess you respect because I mean he's no, it just means he's a child. <laughs> <laughs> there is one that I thought he 
he kind of went back on. And that was what his, do we got? That was his first boxing match. And can I mention him? Maybe? No, don't. For real. Oh yeah, that guy. Well, no, if you don't remember because I, I have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm not. Well, it's not, in I'm not saying anything bad about him. Don't please. I'm asking no. you. Please don't. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody knows knows who he fought. Well, I mean, I, it doesn't matter. You don't have no idea what I have to deal with when that comes up. It's a living hell, actually. So yeah. I have emails saved. I'll show you in the commercial break. <laughs> and you'll understand. Uh, guys, are the app contests random drawings? That's from the Birthday Hawk. I'm yeah, not around have, when they're done. I assume they are. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jesse okay. doesn't know who 99% of the people are. Right. couldn't carry a lot. picking that. It's right. a random generator that does all that. Uh, Deke Dotem has never been more wrong. That's from Brad oh, in stop. Boca. Is he a very, I mean, I guess you were right about the topic originally with that text. What's that? That it's love or hate, you know. Oh, yeah. Deke puts him in his top four, and this guy. Yeah, it's poor. poor I thought he was well, who, I mean, as who, well. Who just all. in general? And we'll limit it to. I can't limit it. The show, this show, but then I don't want to get awkward at Hubbard. John Eulett. John Eulett to me would be like a hundred percent, as close as you can have to a hundred percent approval rating. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I love me somebody who's under the age of fifty who has close to 100% approval rating, because I think one of the things that happens with age and tenure just becomes a perception that the person... I remember asking Jack Buck when I interviewed him, I go, how do you get to the level you... you stick around a long time and people just assume you're great? <sighs> and and while I still think he was absolutely great, and he was great off the air too, that was not a BS thing, that just because he was around, people said he was great. He was truly great. And not like in a superhuman great way, but as a good guy, great. Like a guy you'd want to hang out with, great. And also just a good, kind man. Um, great and an incredible broadcaster, but I do think that there's something to that. That if you're, you know, around for a long time, then people automatically assume that. My point in bringing that up is part of, and this is for anybody. This this includes athletes, obviously politicians, um, who has even a seventy-five percent approval rating. See what I'm saying? Right. And now that everyone has a voice and it's amplified, you'll never... Well, the anonymity of the voice in right. particular. But that, that's, you know, that's so... You, and on top of you, in a way, as odd as it might sound, you want people to hate you. Yeah. I, I know that may sound counterintuitive if you're not in the arena, but I assure you, if you care about making money... It's a good thing. <laughs> a lot of money to hate. Yeah. There is. It's a tiny... Now, I don't do things to get people to hate me. It just comes off naturally. <laughs> but it's part of the deal. Right. Like, I don't want some of those people who are big one-on-one ESPN listeners to like me. You know? Yeah. If you thought Sarah Palin, for example, was the second coming, we're not going to hang out. <laughs> so it's it, so you don't want everybody like the people who like probably you know I don't know, I don't want to start naming shows because I know to come off the wrong way, but yeah, I don't want their support. Right, but you have to like trick your brain into thinking that way because naturally, when you see someone come off with some hate, you think like, well, why are they hating on me? But then you kind of think, but, but that it. comes, but again, that's one of the things that comes after years of doing it. You just right. recognize it's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the baptism process is recognizing to compartmentalize it. And that's why I say you don't necessarily worry about what people are saying. It's who the people are who are saying it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and identifying kind of, you kind of recognize it. Yeah, and identifying a vocal minority. That's too where you like hear like only these things, but you know more so than not people who are big fans. You might not just say it. Like you don't leave a Yelp review on a restaurant you love. You leave it when you hate something. Right, unless you're related to the owner or the owner, and you're using a burner. Jennings had to have a very high approval rating. I would agree with that. Big time. Still had a lot of people who hated him, though. You had uh, those some of those rants even last year. Of course, Dallas people didn't know Daddy, he was man. sick, and yeah. he never was on the show outside of the phone call when he got sick because that happened so quickly um, but I said that and I meant it too when uh, the Post-Dispatch interviewed me about him and it's not like they said who has the highest approval rating on the show mm-hmm. I just was kind of mentally going through it and this is over the last few years too I think Seymour probably had like a ridiculous high approval rating but that's also because he just didn't talk <laughs> Stedman had a high approval rating you know these are these these are two things that are not coincidental if you don't put yourself out there right, it's easy exactly yeah. um but Seymour and Stedman absolutely deserved it, by the way. I mean, both for their, their respective jobs and the jobs that they did. Um, but yeah, Jennings, because Jennings would come in here, and because he didn't work here or at KFNS, he could come in here and just shoot from the hip and not give a damn. And he didn't have to deal with the crap. And then he could kind of take shots at it, whereas we couldn't, and then laugh about it. And... And I think the audience loved that. And he was just happy when he was on here. I don't know how happy he was when he was sitting in the pro shop at Sullivan. Right. But when he was on here, he viewed, he's, as he said, I get to listen. I get to be on my favorite show. So he was a, in a great mood. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I'm kind of the same way. I've listened to the show forever. So when I get to come in here and do it, it's, you know, mm-hmm. such a treat as I would describe it. Yeah, it's a good observation on uh, the Jennings uh, high approval rating. I would agree with that. Uh, legitimate question, Tim. Do the people that perceive, that you perceive as haters, still spend the same amount of money as the people who are the show followers? Do they support the sponsors at the same rate? Do they buy the same MUR? I guess maybe it was merch. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, not really. There's no, there's, the honest answer is I have no idea. I'm sure it would be good to say yes, but I, the truth is I have no idea. Yeah, All I know is uh, that we deliver return on investment for advertisers, and that's the only metric in the game that matters. I was texting with Young Page Views the other night, and he's doing this whole comeback thing. And I think he's doing like a live podcast with the Blues, and I saw him tweeting about it, so I'm not saying anything out of school now. Uh, and I guess I'm going to be on it, and it's going to be at Wheelhouse on the on February 25th, I think, is what I saw. Nice. And, uh, and he was talking about followers, and I go, dude... The only reason followers matter is if you turn them into dollars. Mm-hmm. You don't turn them into dollars. It's a it's a vapid way to trace your cock. Yeah. It's irrelevant. It's like radio ratings. You can talk about radio ratings all day, but if those ratings don't lead to return on investment for advertisers, you might get the buy, but they'll be canceling the buy when they go, oh, we're spending money and we're not getting any customers because of it, so we'll cancel. Yeah, means to an end. Right. So that that's the thing I always try to drive home. The monetization and, and the return on investment is what matters. You know, for, and then it depends on your own moral compass as to what actually uh, is within the realm of what you're comfortable doing. Because there is an absolute clear business model over the last, from my standpoint, I guess you could probably go back to the 90s, but clearly with social media over the last decade or so, in which people, I think, are knowingly lying and making a hell of a lot of money. And essentially playing characters, essentially playing WWE, but it's with pol- policy. And I, it's per- <laughs> I personally, not to say, because I'm sure some people go, oh, I, 
like that show, but I'm re- I really don't approve of the sexual con- conversation. Sure. And so it depends on what your moral compass is. Yeah. For me, lying to the audience is where I would draw the line. Because right. I don't believe some of these people who I know are lying to the audience are unaware that they're lying to the audience. It's a knowing choice to make millions of dollars. Right. Yeah, and I'm not saying they should be put in jail or censored or anything. I'm just saying I personally wouldn't do it. But it's a it's a business model, and if you can communicate, and if you have a certain look, if you're going to do it on television or YouTube, uh, it certainly can enhance it, and you can make a lot of money right now. The grift climate is gold. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> Probably talked to that mic that was facing the other direction. <laughs> Bro, couldn't be more accurate, man. I'm disappointed I didn't get on the grift sooner, man. There are people just riding coattails and just flying. I away. feel like you could be on Paul Feinbaum show just calling in every day. Well, I made Talty, so yeah, you did. You did Star make Talty. He's on Feinbaum all the time. He is. I told you I was taking a pee at a urinal at like a sports bar, and there's like an interview of <laughs> there What the hell is going on? People love it, man. Uh, love it. Tim, in reference to the conversation on Balloon Party yesterday and the San Antonio Spurs wanting to come here and calling Mayor Shamel, in your opinion, if the Spurs deal gets done first, are the Blues in St. Louis today? That's a nice question. Now, I know people may take it as a want thing, and that's not what it is. You have to take yourself back, if you can, and I realize probably most people in our audience were not around for this, but in the mid-1980s, the Blues were vulnerable in St. Louis, big time, which is why Mayor Shamel was involved in the transaction of the Blues uh, to a group that was headed by uh, Michael Shanahan, and that is why the owner of the Spurs called Shamel the night before they closed on that deal, literally the night before they closed on that deal. At this moment, I would say it wouldn't matter. Um, but back then, the Blues were not. I can't remember. Do you remember which team, which city was it? Saskatoon. They were going to move to, right? Yeah. yeah. Saskatoon. Yeah, they were going to move. It was a whole thing, and it was Harry Ornest's ownership. Do you remember that part? I think it was Ornest who owned it eighty-four to eighty-six. That that, yeah, that that was they, the ownership that was that was really vulnerable. But Bobby Plager was on the podcast, and he was telling these stories about. They were. They didn't have money. I mean, they did not have money, and so that's why Shanahan had to buy it, and Shamel got it done, and then they stayed at the arena. And I guess maybe that was the beginning of what became the Enterprise Center. I think that's how that all went down. Hmm. But McNary's building had to house, according to McNary, a football team and one of at least an NHL team or NBA team to make it work. That's so. It's so like it's so old school. Where like you would need a football stadium to also double. Like now it's basketball and hockey are in the same place. Mm-hmm. Football is completely on its own because of how much money it generates in the eight games a year they have. McNary said he had the renderings of that thing, but he doesn't have many more. He kept them for a long time. Oh, I'd love to see. That. And I'd love to see it because yeah. my guess is we would look at it now and be like, that thing is garbage. <laughs> right. The thing. The, the thing that he compared it to, uh, and I think it's called GM Place in Vancouver. Um. But maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah, it's in. It's is now it, Rogers Arena. Is it okay? Is, is that where the Canucks play? Uh, is that where the Grizzlies played before they moved to Memphis? Either way, I remember seeing it, but I don't think that's where the Canucks played when no. I'd go up there for when the Blues would play Vancouver. Uh, it's where the Grizzlies played when they were Vancouver was there, and then 
the Canucks, yeah, they play there. So it looked on the outside to me anyway. It looked like the Superdome. It just was a crappy-looking building. I mean, if you've ever been to New Orleans and seen the outside of the Superdome, you don't even have to have been there. You can see it on television. It's just a crappy-looking building. Right. But it is gigantic. The Superdome is. Yeah. It's never been inside of that dome-like thing. And that's what McNary said. It was going to be it was a dome that could host 60... Thousand football fans, but it can then be customized to be in more intimate, either basketball or hockey arena. Yeah, Syracuse has the same thing with the Carrier Dome, but it doesn't like that's so antiquated. It looks bad. Like the, you're sitting super far away for a basketball game, which is not ideal. You'd rather be high than far away. What was the year that Shamel said the Spurs wanted to come here? Uh, didn't give me the exact date, but if you are doing the math, whatever. It would be the night before they cl- that Michael Shanahan closed on the Blues, which I believe was either '86 or '87. All right, because this is interesting. I I never heard this, and you might have heard about it. Uh, and this is an article from 1985, September of '85. NBA Commissioner David Stern said Thursday St. Louis is making a serious effort to land an expansion franchise for the '87-'88 season. There's a phenomenal renaissance taking place in St. Louis. Stern said we agree that we would stay in touch in a possible expansion franchise. St. Louis Mayor Vincent Shamel made an attractive sales pitch earlier this week in a meeting with Stern. That's brutal. And that was 85. Yeah. So McNary said that he went up to New York to meet with Stern. He called him the president of the NBA, but I'm deducing he met David Stern as in commissioner. And that they were talking expansion, and then also they were talking about the Spurs. And then I had Shamel in about two months later... And I asked him if he knew anything about that. And that is when he told the story. Um, and I don't know if, if it's easy for you to pull that sound by Plowhawk, if it's in there, if it isn't. Uh, if, I think it is. Is it? Then it's then February 9th, Audio Fun. Then you go to Shamel. Yeah, and what's it called? Is that the, uh, what one was Shamel it? Shamel Spurs. Yeah, the NBA. Oh, I got, yeah. All right, go ahead. Here the you call go. from the Spurs? Isn't that the one? Yep. The night before we closed on the Blues... I got a call at home from the owner of the Spurs. Oh, my gosh. And he said, don't do this. Don't do this. I'll bring the Spurs up there. I said, man, I got <laughs> I got bankers. I got lawyers. We are closing at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I'm sorry. I, oh, I, you know, my God. You know, if you'd have called me three months ago, it could have been a very different thing. But, you know, not today. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Uh-uh. I wonder what happened with the expansion. It went well in '88. The Hornets and the Heat were created, and then it was the Magic and the Timberwolves. Yeah. yeah, the next year, and then the Raptors and the Canadian expansion in '95. Yeah, boy, if the, the Hornets or the I mean Miami was obvious a growing, fast growing city in the late '80s. Correct me if I'm wrong, but oh yeah, if, if the say, way Miami started the 1980s. You're gonna ask Doug about that versus the way Miami exited the 1980s. Yeah, whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're included in that 88 expansion, the Hornets come to St. Louis as opposed to Charlotte, which, I mean, relatively comparable cities, Charlotte and St. Louis. Not necessarily now, but back then probably. It would have been awesome. Oh, Most frustrating thing about your podcast from Balloon Party yesterday is also the most salient. If you look at each step in this city's history, in hindsight, over the past 40 years, you realize that every opportunity we had to make the wrong decision, we did it, and we did it with authority. <laughs> Kevin's brother, Jack Demoff. Uh, and that is why, and I, you know, 
I know it's unpopular because I feel like the way to be popular in this market is to jerk people off verbally. Mm-hmm. And I guess you give people what they want. But if there's ever going to, I think, I think if you asked, you know, I don't know, every person, and I include St. Charles and Madison County and Jefferson County, of course, St. Louis City and County. Do you believe St. Louis is headed in the right direction? And we're including Illinois and St. Charles County, the region, because that's what it is. God, I can't imagine 25% of the people would say yes. Right. So the reason I bring this up, and now I'm, and I'm uh, assigning a probability that may be biased and not fair. But so if we're operating on that premise, and maybe the premise is incorrect, so my whole hypothesis would be incorrect. But if we're operating on that premise, then therefore, in order for it to change, there needs to be change. And so I think one of the things that is most helpful is to hear our tangible examples of the fact that it wasn't Stan Kroenke who did everything. Right. It might not be fun to hear, but we have to look in the mirror. And part of it is leadership. And it's not just those who are elected to office. It's also in the business community. And that is what played a role in the fact that the city of Phoenix, Glendale specifically, not only has a football franchise, but will be hosting a Super Bowl this Sunday. And it will be the fourth one in that area since the football Cardinals left. And I'm not saying they would be hosting Super Bowls here. They shouldn't. I wouldn't be on board with that myself. And nobody around the country would be like, oh, great, we get to go to 20-degree temperatures. But um, as far as a city having success... You can be a northern city with non-ideal weather and have success. There are plenty of them, many of which have been recent, that are uh, somewhat equal to St. Louis climate-wise, who have experienced a surge that 25 years ago were behind St. Louis, Indianapolis, Nashville, Louisville, and, and hell, Kansas City. Right. Kansas City, you know, the reason why they had the in- inferiority complex when I was in Columbia is because it was inferior. Mm-hmm. Now they don't necessarily have it. Got Super Bowls, got World Series, got a city moving in the right direction. If you honestly feel great about Sam Page and Tachar Jones, God bless, I tip my cap. Um, but the reason why, in part, St. Louis was having a renaissance in the 1980s from what Iggy just read quite an eye-opening quote, is because you had two leaders who were willing to make changes yeah, yeah. and to take chances. Vince Shamel came in, and I think he said he cut 4,500 city workers in the first, I can't recall, X amount of months or years, maybe two years of his. Of course it's not popular. Of course it's not popular. But then once he did that and he said, now we have to increase taxes, people saw, okay, even after he cut, people were saying there's too many employees. Okay, I'm going to cut. He did that. We still are operating at a deficit. And then he was able to get tax increases passed because people's okay. He took action. It has it has some punch behind it. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that the leaders now are necessarily viewed in that capacity. So that plays a role in the misses. So I agree with Kevin uh, Kevin's brother Jack Demoff. Yeah, I think it's human nature so much so to find a scapegoat on these things and Stan Kroenke and Bill Bedwell fit fit that role very well, but it's never that cut and dry. There's so much more that goes into it. And it's not just one leader, it's the collective of leadership, the businesses, the city and county not being merged. It's all of that together which leads to these problems. If you don't change it, you're just going to see more of the same. Well, Shamel and McNary point blank disagree. McNary's anecdote of what happened is Shamel flat out says that isn't what happened. Shamel said Bidwell didn't want to be here, and the fact that he was not going to sell beer told him that he didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And McNary says 
Shamel wanted to run statewide, and he was told by Civic Progress in St. Louis at a meeting that if he allows the football Cardinals to build a stadium outside of the city limits, as in the city of St. Louis, not St. Louis County, the city limits, that he could kiss his political career goodbye. And that is why it happened. Now, Shamel says that's not true. And then Shamel did run for governor, and uh, he didn't. He got hammered. He lost by two million votes in the primary oh to Mel Carnahan in '92. Jeez. So that's how things wound up playing out. Uh, Tim, are there any listeners? Are, are there any? Are, are there listeners on 101 who are at least appreciative of you opening their eyes to some of this stuff? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say yesterday was probably the most popular show we've done there. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that. And that's, I mean, I don't do it for popularity. I, that, you know, you can't necessarily control that. But I know I have some information. And once I heard Martin's interview with Dan Deardorff, and it's a slow week. I mean, hell, it's like the yeah. second slowest week in Doldrums. sports. Uh, that's why Barrett does his rankings to get the most attention. I get it. You know. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, okay. I And then I went back and listened to the McNary and Shamel podcast, and I'm going, this is a... Uh, this is, I forgot Shamel said that about the Spurs thing. I knew that Shamel disagreed with McNary's assessment of what happened. But when Deardorff said St. Louis absolutely bungled what happened with the Big Red, but had nothing to do with Stan Kroenke, I'm like, okay, there's a guy who's assessing it fairly. Yeah. But I think if you listen to a lot of people in St. Louis sports media, they would go, oh, it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault. And I don't know if they really believe that or they just want to jerk off the listeners or viewers. And that's why I, I'm a big Joe Strauss, Martin Kilcoin fan, because they will, A, had, have credibility, and B, will tell you things even if they're not going to be popular. Yeah. It kinda, uh, and I respect that. Yeah. It kind of gets back to what we talked about on QFTS. QFTA yesterday, Tim, is like, you know, the emotional side will tell you, you know, don't, it's not us, it's not us, it was Stan Kroenke. The analytical side will tell you, well, there's all of these breadcrumbs that lead to the situation where the Rams left in 2016, where the big red left when they left. It, it, it's not just cut and dry and say like, oh, it's it's easy to say like Stan Kroenke and Bill Bell are the reason that St. Louis is in the position it is sports-wise. But like I said, like when you look at it analytically, there's breadcrumbs that lead to this, and it's not a coincidence that all these things have happened. It's not a coincidence that we've missed out on the NBA, the NFL a couple of times. It, they wanted to be here. Right. What does it say that St. Louis is the largest market in the country from a television? We, we joke around about being a mid-market and all that. But the largest market in the country without an NFL team. And I suppose you can point to Orlando, which is by definition a larger market, but they're not going to put a fourth team within, I think, two hours driving. I mean, Jacksonville, Tampa, and Miami. You're not going to put one right in the middle of that right. triangle. Right. So, you know, what does that tell you? And they wanted to be here. They gave us another shot. Yeah. And then they delayed the vote on the Jaguars for St. Louis to get its house in order, and St. Louis didn't get its house in order, so they're going, crap. It's going to be the Jaguars. It's also telling that St. Louis is the only city in America that only has baseball and hockey. No, every other town has another, like the NFL, like Pittsburgh has the NFL and NHL and baseball. St. Louis is the only one that just has hockey and baseball. And we'll never have an NFL. I mean, you can mark it down. We'll never have an NFL team again, for sure. And I mean, I mean, barring a miracle, I think what I would, I would be shocked. I I don't think any of us would be around to see it. No, I I suppose I, I still have hope which probably is rooted more in emotion than anything that would be evident from factual 
that St. Louis will experience some kind of renaissance slash rebirth, in part simply from a cost of living standpoint. Um, but maybe that isn't isn't to happen. I don't know. I, but that if that were to happen, like if you would have told somebody, like I said earlier in the segment, if you would have told somebody 25 years ago that Nashville would be what Nashville is now, it would have seemed like a joke. Mm. I mean, it was kind of like, oh, Nashville's getting an NFL team? Oh, that's, you know, Nashville's not even strong enough to have it be the Nashville Titans. It <laughs> right, would be the right. Tennessee Titans. Yeah. You know, that was, they moved from Houston the same year, I think it was the same year that the Rams moved, or maybe it was the year before, uh, the Rams moved, or a year after, either way, it was in the mid-90s, to St. Louis, the Raiders from L.A. back to Oakland, the Browns to Baltimore, and now, you know, probably will have a baseball team within the next decade, Yeah, and have a thriving NHL and NFL team, got a new stadium coming. St. Louis was a sacrificial lamb. Now the stadiums will get built and nobody will be held up again. But St. Louis was the one that had to lose twice. But St. Louis lost the first one. Didn't have anything to do with the second one, but we have the label of being a bad football city. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can't shake and that's, that and that's, label. And that's, and that's, it's BS. Right. It, it's not true, but you can't shake the label either because all the evidence would point to the contrary. All of these issues and misgivings point back to the need for the merger of the city and the county. Until that happens, the two will always be competing factions with separate perspectives. That's from the 314. And I would agree that overall that is that would be a wonderful end goal, but it's not something that's just going to happen. What I think you need to have happen are, and it's not the only thing, but two leaders in both City Hall and in Clayton... Uh, and by that I mean the mayor and the county executive with the vision uh, and also then a plan and then the ability to convince constituents and executives of the merit of the plan and recognize that perhaps short-term sacrifice will be long-term greater good. Uh, and then I think that can tend to some of the problems uh, specific at the moment to the city, crime, the schools, big time schools in the city, uh, and uh, and then those in the county that uh, just go. Well, I don't want anything to do with those. You know, the, 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 the city is my playground to go watch a Blues game or a Cardinals game or a Dogs game, and uh, whatever other event. And otherwise, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And but I also think that perhaps, and, and I feel like you may have sent an article, or maybe I just read this on my own, that the idea of a downtown being thriving is necessary to a metropolitan area is something. I'm not saying that, that it's wrong. I'm just saying that I'm thinking that it's possible that it is not necessarily as imperative as it used to be considered. And, and I would include myself at, at the forefront of that belief. You just can't make people move somewhere. And perhaps it's good to give that fight up, but that doesn't mean you're giving up the fight to experience a rebirth for the city. The rebirth can take place without downtown St. Louis being lower Manhattan. Right. I'm just not sure that's going to ever happen. And maybe it will, but it's, it's something that's like 10 years away from happening. And well, I, that's somebody, I, I lived down there. I worked down there. I set up my business, you know, at 1900 Locust and paid the 1% earnings tax, <laughs> which is another thing, by the way, that is anti-business. Right. That's huge, too. And, and also, it doesn't necessarily have to be priority one. Like, you can, eventually, the downtown can be a priority, but it doesn't have to be the top priority, which I think a lot of people do think is the case, where it needs to be top priority. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Uh, your thoughts are welcome, and we're getting a million of them. 
314-881-TMA5 has has kind of turned more into a podcast here, which I wasn't intending on doing. But, uh, yeah, yesterday's topic, I guess, got people going. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that it engaged people. Just make people aware. And I wanted to do it all in one hour so people could always refer back to it so it's easy to find. Yeah. That you can hear McNair, you can hear Shamley, you can hear hear Deerdorf, and it's all right there for you so you don't have to... uh, uh, you know, go searching in a variety of different podcasts. Uh, Andrea Steakhouse is a great place to hang out and enjoy delicious treats. Iggy, what is the move at Andrea's? Tell the people. Well, it depends what you're in the mood for. Uh, they do have fish. Uh, it's known as a steakhouse, but they do have fish. I mean, they do. They have salmon. And, uh, I believe when I was there, the special was snapper. Mm. Uh, but I got the ribeye. I mean, it's just it's just huge. Um, and if you like prime rib, the prime rib is outstanding because of the Andrea steak sauce. Yeah, I mean, Andrea everything sauce. on there just makes it taste so much better. So, yeah, you can't go wrong. They got a huge pork shop there, too, if you like pork shops. It's Andrea's. Check them out at andreas.com. You can join their mailing list for special events. Go to andreas.com. We have the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Send yours in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. If you're in the mood for a Valentine's Day gift and didn't take care of it, let's see, it's 9.15 right now. You can get it uh, by 9.17. You can have your Valentine's Day shopping done. Go to MySoundStory.com, enter the promo code VALENTINE, and get 10% off. And uh, listen, Sound Story isn't just for interviewing, uh, you know, parents, grandparents. Uh, you can have uh, you and your significant other come in and tell your story and always have that for your family, always have it for each other. MySoundStory.com, whether it be me, whether it be Doug, whether it be Jackson, Learn, John Hewlett, Courtney Landrum, Riz, Moon, Randy Carricker, all are available at MySoundStory.com. And this week, enter the promo code VALENTINE for 10 percent off. Go to TMASTL.com for the Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month. Sign up there. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro Beer Cats. The first <laughs> winner the month of January. Who will be the month of February? You can compete by going to TMASTL.com. It's the Milagro Tequila Lister of the Month. It's 916 in St. Louis. We'll close out our appliance discounters 8 o'clock hour. This is the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios.